Dad Pod. Well, this is a video thing as well. Podcast. Midlife crisis. Howdy, daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. Oh yeah, we're in double digits. It's episode 11 of the Dadcast Pod. You're very welcome along. You can get us uh, by email, dadcast at offtheball.com. We are Dadcast Pod on Twitter. You can just use the hashtag Dadcast. Basically, we have survived this long. Who knows? Could go either way. Dave, welcome, oh. welcome back. Thank you. Adrian, welcome. I mean, you're kind of back. And uh, there's an empty chair here because um, somebody's doing Christmas stuff. Nathan, in his Christmas jumper. Show us your Christmas jumper, Nathan. I know this is a podcast for a lot of people, but it's also... Hey! Whoa! That is like... <laughs> well, that's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that with Santa? Is that Noel Edmonds or Santa? That's, yeah, that is Noel Edmonds. Who is it? It's Jesus Christ. It's oh, Jesus. It's the big, big, big fella, Bloody yeah. hell. You got, a, you got a religious Christmas jumper. <laughs> well, I presume it's a piss take. I bought it on a 12 pubs about three years ago at about midnight. <laughs> I don't think it's actually endorsing the Catholic Church. Uh, they're probably, get, they're probably out of cut. That's how they, Maybe it's a sales pitch. Exactly. They, they go around the 12 pubs drunkenly going, here's, here's an old Christmas jumper with a, a bit of Jeebus on it. What the hell? 50 quid, please. And you're like, yeah, 50 quid, I'll have five of them. What Christmas stuff are you up to today? I'm, uh, I'm at my children's primary school's Christmas fair. So uh, I have uh, been a very important part of the community here now. I am on the... Parent Teachers Association. Woo! So I have to volunteer for this shit. <laughs> uh, I really hope they're listening. <laughs> that is the drug part in this episode. What's the name of the school that we can hit them up? <laughs> uh, whoever's, whoever's like doing the tweeting of the show, please highlight that comment. Do okay. not, do not. No, I'm very happy to do it. Listen, lads, you're going to get back to your. You gotta help support your uh, your kid's school. You're backtracking away. Money. That leaves my pregnancy snoring backtracking in. No, no I'm very, I'm very happy. Place. I'm very happy to do it. It got, got me out of going into the office for the morning, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, um, what do you have to do? What jobs are there? And, and how did you get co-opted onto the PTA? I well, somebody just approached me and said, "Oh, you should come into PTA." I was like, "Yeah, sure, sure." They were like, "Next year." And then next year suddenly came around very, very quickly, and I didn't actually make the meeting. So I presumed I wasn't going to be elected because I wasn't there. And four people went for election. There was only three spots. I wasn't even there. And still, somehow, I ended up on it. Well, it's not every and, week uh, they get an opportunity to co-opt a celebrity onto their association. Male's finest. So uh, now we, I have to sell calendars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm literally walking around going up to parents going, please give me 10 euro. God, Jesus, what part of the world do you live in at the same calendars? Like, are they normally like 250? What? Should it cost seven quid to buy? It's only a very small profit margin on these things. Yeah, they're, they're, so the calendar with the kids on them, is it? So each class has their own picture on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we did that a couple of years back. But uh, for whatever reason, it didn't continue. I don't know. It, it's obviously quite a lot of work, right? This is the thing. The PTA seems like a lot of work. There was know? a lot of debate, I can tell you, about the uh, pricing structure around this. And I've already had several people having a pop at me because they're too expensive. <coughs> yeah, well, you're not making it's not like money. It's like we're pocketing the money. It's a wasted here. exercise. Hell. This, this is interesting that you're actually so willing to be completely truthful and honest about it. Do you know this? <laughs> you, you know we started PTA recording, is. right? <laughs> 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 oh, 
I wonder, yeah. this is a, a fairly common experience. Um, so far, we've managed not to be involved just through uh, different timings of uh, work and stuff, but it's coming, I'm sure. I don't actually mind being involved. It's a good thing to do. <laughs> Beep. That was the shortest Beep. sentence you've ever spoken in your life. <laughs> <laughs> is there somebody with a gun to your head? So what else do you have no, to do? Tell us um, what else is on this. Uh, like, you've got a show for meetings. You've got to like, uh, be yeah. in WhatsApp groups. Yeah, oh, yeah, several WhatsApp groups. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of messages. I, I'm, uh, I was, um, went straight from committee member to secretary. Ooh. <laughs> so I've also had to do the minutes of the meetings, which is, uh, which is fun as well. But I, I, I don't think there's a huge amount. It could be as big or as small as you want, the PTA. We have to organize, like, social nights. And So if anyone's any good ideas that I can bring to the meetings as my own, I'd really appreciate it. Are Something any, that's a uh, surefire money earner. Any, any planning weekends away in exotic locations? Uh, no, there are some uh, Christmas drinks that I presume the, uh, <laughs> the funds just rest in our account for a little while with that. Hang on a second now. So you're going to have Christmas drinks and you're probably going to put all the three quid profit from each of the candles <laughs> in towards buying new pints? Hardly, hardly, hardly. Well, the money has to come from somewhere. Is that one of your oh. own kids? <laughs> no. The, one of the great things of the Christmas fair is that they have a bottle stand where they're selling cans of Fanta and Coke for like 20 cents to the kids. And they all go absolutely lula. Again, and, uh, another... Uh, they, they're, sent back, they're sent back to their classrooms for the next three hours having just had a couple of bottles of Fanta. <laughs> okay, so the Christmas fair is like a little hour, a few hours during the school day. That's a good idea. And then it's over and everybody goes home. Because the, the ones that I've seen have been uh, Sundays. And so that's like quite a big thing and... Um, yeah, no, this is on like till midday and all the parents come in and there's loads of toys. So we literally cleared out our house of all the crap toys that we didn't want anymore. And then you hope that somebody else buys them for 50 cent and our our stock is replenished with all the crap our kids have bought. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's like, you know, it's a never ending cycle of that carousel. bad toys. <laughs> You've got a prison for that kind of stuff. Right. It looks like you're busy, though. So maybe we should let you go. Oh, I'm really, really, really busy. Unless really busy right now. We're going to start talking about uh, our swearing children. And, uh, and you oh, yeah. I have one. I have one story of swearing it. children, uh, which actually a, uh, one of our colleagues is to blame for. About must be maybe three years ago, so Zach would have been three at the time. I came into uh, off the ball on December twenty third, I think it was, for two minutes. Uh, just Richie McCormick, I'm going to call him out on this. Was there, made a little comment to me as I walked in. Didn't think much about it. We're at home that night. I think it was actually Christmas Eve, maybe. So my family is there. My wife's family is there. Everybody's there, sitting around the fire, watching a movie, and Zach goes, "For fuck's sake." I'm like, uh, weirdly, everybody instantly turns to me <laughs> as, as the guilty party. But then I remembered when I was in the office earlier, Richie McCormick had turned around and said, for fuck's sake. And somehow he had picked up on this and just used it himself. It was just random. There was no actual sense of uh, something that was annoying him that he needed to say this. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was as bad as it got. But and my it- language at times... Uh, I, my wife isn't particularly happy with it. So you haven't turned down your swearing? No, I have. I Well, clearly I try not to swear when they're around, but sometimes you just can't help it. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely... I, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I only say Jesus. Like, I, think it, Jesus. I, think, I think it does I think it does last. Like I have, I have a memory of being a kid and my father watching a soccer match and calling someone a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... I think it was the first time I ever heard the term. And it, it stu- I was like, ooh. 
there's something something about that term that I like. Clearly, uh, I shouldn't have heard, but that I will use in future. Oh yeah, you've heard it quite a bit since then, Nathan. Let's face it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well. I love the way by the way there's going to absolutely be so so you're on the phone to us from the, right? nobody understands what's going on here all they can hear is this guy bearded guy in a Christmas jumper around the side of the hall going fuck wanker shit Jesus Christ I say the guards are the guards are en route as we speak enjoy your last week on the uh, committee by the way a heave against you Nathan good stuff yeah. enjoy your Christmas we'll talk to you soon thank you good luck. Um, yeah so we have a bit of audio for you to play this happened in uh, my house a couple of weeks back um, just want to play this for you and we'll come back off the back of it and we'll explain what's going on so what are you looking for what what <laughs> that's pretty clear to me <laughs> that's my four year old looking for her fork and spoon sure she is because it's dinner time and she wants to eat <laughs> did, she, did she get that there was a double meaning there and no she was... no she didn't she didn't get it at that point my, mo- my mother used to do that during the uh, man Stan Volokh was it um, yeah 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 Romani no he was ever Holland, Holland. Yeah. so she used to do a lot George of... Hamilton loved it better explain yeah. it's like uh, 92 euros right about that yeah. was, uh, George Hamilton my mother turns out who would you know, my parents weren't big for cursing around the house, so here was an opportunity to go, bollocks, oh, that bollocks. That's <laughs> bollocks. Yeah, yeah, bollocks, oh. <laughs> so she got there was a double entendre. Yeah. Uh, your mom's a bit older than my mom. Yeah, she's my four year old. Yeah, so she's, she's correctly learned how to pronounce fork since then. I think that, like, me right. following around going, and trying to lure her into saying fork and spoon quite quickly. She, <laughs> I'm going to just learn how this goes. Uh, but we were sitting upstairs, like, um, in her bedroom on Sunday morning. So it was obviously the end of the weekend. And she just turned around to me and goes, I fucking can googly. I was like, what? I mean, you're not saying fork and spoon there. <laughs> she goes, I fucking can googly. I'm, I'm, like, pacing myself laughing. Going, What's the third word? And uh, her ma comes in and has to do the, the straight face while I'm actually pissing myself laughing. And she's laughing as well, going... Her saying the word is absolutely hilarious, <laughs> and it just is. Like uh, your children cursing, it turns out is uh, way more funny than it should be. What was she trying to say? I don't know. She'd heard it in school. What's she saying? Fucking. Yeah, oh, totally, hundred percent. Not like no ifs, ands, or buts. She had learned the word, <laughs> was testing it out, road testing it, and was like seeing what's the combination here. But and there was obviously something else that she'd learned the whole thing, but had forgotten the last bit. But got the middle bit right, hundred percent correct. See, it's very difficult not to laugh. It's impossible. And then you're just enabling it. Well, by not coming down on it pretty hard first time around. We have already started to have one or two moments. We were in the car there last week and uh, my four-year-old, I, I don't know whether it was myself or Nikki, but one of us like got cut off by another driver. Like, oh, what are you doing? And all we hear from the back is, what did that gobshite do? LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> much like Nathan's house um, I was automatically <laughs> fingered as the guilty party and with very good reason it is a word I use regularly and uh, it is now very difficult to unsay it well it can't be unsaid it is now part of his vocabulary and what do you do the problem was when he said it we cacked ourselves laughing we thought it was the funniest thing we'd ever heard and 
he was a bit curious as to why we were laughing on that occasion and then he said it again during the week and we both again couldn't <laughs> contain ourselves. We're off. That's the, that's the best part about it is it that And we were yeah, really, we were in stitches laughing and he, God love him, thought we were laughing at him and he just burst into tears. Oh no. Yeah, like we had to explain to him that he had made us laugh as opposed to us laughing at him. Yeah. And uh, it was only then that I realised that I just have not done enough to curb my language. It's colourful at the best of times. I've never really tried to rein it in. I would never swear at like important meetings or on air, for example, for the most part. Um, but we probably just haven't done enough over the years that he's been learning how to speak to to make the difference that was required. Now, we, the F-bombs are very seldom. Yeah. But they're not... They have not been eradicated from our speech completely. Yeah, most of ours at home have been. But then, like, you listen to the Pogues and... Stuff comes up and my eldest will go, whoa, I'm going to sing this the next time. <laughs> but if you're, like, you know, if you cut yourself chopping a vegetable or burn your finger while cooking or whatever the case may be, it's very hard not to throw an old F-bomb in. And they, you may not be even aware that they're in the room, but they're in the next room. What was that, Daddy? Yeah. And then they try and repronounce it. What do you do? But everything gets heard. So we were talking, it's Christmas time, obviously, and... Um, I didn't want a present that I was buying for my wife delivered to the house, so we had to use Parcel Motel. And so we were explaining, there was like a conversation about how this whole thing works. And uh, the, the, mentioned the PIN number, and for the, oh, what do you have a code for? I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a code for my phone, so you can't get on it. It's like, so everything is getting heard. Mm. Every little bit is like, <coughs> and it's like key new information that you're like, oh, that's, I'm going to use that. You know, we, uh, when we were expecting our first it was around Christmas time and the, we hadn't quite got towards the 12 week mark and uh, one of <laughs> Nikki's nieces had overheard a conversation involving the fact that she was pregnant and the next day in front of the extended family mm. like no one had been told bar the most closest friends confidants and relations and there must have been 15 to 20 people in this room and she stood in the middle of the room, pointed at Nikki, and said, she has a baby in her tummy. <laughs> what? Jesus. Oh, that is tremendous. <laughs> is oh, like after, after 10 weeks kind of thing? Like yeah, 10, weeks. we weren't ready. This was not. Well, of course, the room just went absolutely <laughs> silent, while all of those in the room who did not know just sat there waiting for the explanation <laughs> to what had just been said. And this information had been discussed over breakfast the previous morning. And um, she was just going about her business, pottering about the house. We were <laughs> completely woman. unaware that she was even there. And here it comes out the next day. Everything is heard. And Everything is processed. Uh, well, what could you say? It could, couldn't be unsaid then. Uh, uh, no, no, that's not correct. That was somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> the information was out. Thankfully, you know, <clears throat> everything worked out according to plan. But stuff is going to happen uh, that you will say and do, and it'll be brought out, regurgitated mm. by them, Possibly the most embarrassing situation possible. Slight tangent to the uh, language thing that when we were expecting at first, I was in here one day and we were, I'd say, I'd say a similar sort of a stage in terms of um, like any announcements or any of that sort of stuff. And I was, we, I was discussing an upcoming event with one of our colleagues and I was flicking through my phone for, we had taken some photographs of the venue we were at and I was showing this colleague the photographs. And then I swiped onto a pregnancy test. <laughs> 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 and she was like, 
<gasps> and I was like, that's nothing. <laughs> she was, outside of me and my wife, the next person that discovered. That, 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 that yeah. How soon in? Like, are you like, this is like week four, week five? Um, from recollection, sort of six to eight weeks. Like that, it, was like, it was early, early as hell. I was like, that never happened. Here's the next photograph. And for weeks, for like, I'd say actually for a couple of months afterwards. You didn't speak to her? He would, there'd just be a knowing look, and I'd go, <laughs> we're not having this conversation that never happened and I wouldn't mind but when I took the photograph my wife was like why are you taking the photograph somebody's going to see that no they're not don't be ridiculous I'll never show that to anybody <laughs> and uh, yeah the same colleague still whenever, I, whenever we bump into each other is like ah oh. and we had the second kid she was like ah oh, you should have told me I should have been the first person to know no she should have sent me a picture of the pregnancy That's test right, yeah yeah uh, there was an email from a uh, podcast subscriber called Ricky who wants to know about success stories or horror stories for holidays. Um, for language, right? Oh, we're, we're not at the stage, anywhere near the stage yet. He's like barely cobbling sort of words together that aren't to do with stuff that he desperately wants to, either food or sort of tiredness or whatever. Um, so we're nowhere near that stage yet. But like, well, I definitely have not curtailed my language in any way, shape or form. I am 100% gung-ho. Um, I'm, my language is not great and it's exactly the same as it ever was well, I don't have huge <coughs> intentions to change that okay I, do well, I need to the, a lot of the damage is already done <laughs> because he is uh, you know he's soaking up everything and uh, like what's the concern here I mean I don't mind well the concern is that he's walking around play school effing and blinding at people <laughs> and two teachers yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah uh, our middle one had obviously learned it from school. I was like, oh, who said that? And she, um, she's got two friends who are actually called Carl and Lewis. I'm like, I, I find it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> find it. Like, uh, Is know, there a correlation there? Ben, Bern, Bert and Ernie. Um, uh, and she blames both of them, always. It's like, whatever, anything good happens there at the centre of it. And uh, so, like, clearly she's in love with them. But, um, like, it's fine, so long as she doesn't then turn into the teacher and go, you're a fucking googly. Yeah, that's <laughs> the like, problem. Uh, or if they're in their grandparents' thing. house and, you know, <laughs> you know, Adam swipes a toy out of Dylan's hand and Dylan just turns around, what the F is your problem or something? Like, <laughs> but like if that's, if, that's not good. If they're going to abuse a teacher, right, to use that example, and, and anyway they go, I don't like you very much, or you're whatever, without using bad language. And that's not something to do anyway. This is just the inclusion of bad language, which... Um, like, it's are, far I worse, mean, though, if there's an F-bomb. It is. Oh, teacher, you... all agree that... Like, it's it just a couple of letters, and it doesn't make well, any difference. Well, it does make a difference. Why? Why? Because you don't are want you your... Offended by so, are you offended at any level? I already know the answer to this. Is somebody using the word fuck in your presence? Let me... Let oh, me, let but me, if a four-year-old swore at me, me, I might think twice about it. Hang on, though. Uh, so I obviously have had a potty mouth on air semi-regularly over the last 16 years. All the time. And um, I, there is a point, though, where you're in the car and you're listening to a podcast you've listened to for your entire life since podcasts have been out and your kids are in the car and they get to the bit where they just talk the way we talk in real life. And you're like, oh, no, and I can't turn it off because it's like, ah. Oh. Like, oh. There's just a point where there's an association with the language with the loss of innocence. And you want, to, you want to just <coughs> protect them from... Because they will swear for the rest of their lives when they learn how to swear. But yeah, it becomes, like but it becomes a bigger thing, too. Like, I definitely, when been brought up, uh, we, as I said, very rarely would have, in any sort of uh, inexactitudes, used around the house in terms of, like, you know, 
So, and then suddenly when you're introduced into environments where these things start to crop up, you're like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. As opposed to, like, just say shit or fuck or whatever it is you want to say around the house. I mean, I, I have actually had that conversation. I don't really care what you say, but yeah. there are people out there who will think less of you. Well, maybe that's the way to do it. And uh, it's up to you. You can make that decision whenever you want. But, like, these words have meaning to some people still. Like, well, there's definitely a part of that, you know. Ordinarily, I wouldn't be too worried about what other people think. But I, <coughs> in this case, I would be a little. Like, it does not, in my opinion, doesn't reflect very well on the parents if, when the parents aren't around, the four-year-old is going around swearing at people. Yeah, if it... Like, if, if everybody else hears <coughs> fork and spoon and thinks, oh, that's, not, that's how you guys are teaching your four-year-old, I'm like, well, you know, not really. She's asking but, for a Well, that's an ex- that is an exceptional here's the thing. Here's the thing. case, if the fork and Dylan spoon case. Dylan is playing football and scores a goal and goes, get fucking in, yes! So it's not like we're all talking about the use of language in a negative sense, whereas actually there might be times where they just drop in an F-bomb or a B-bomb or whatever you're having yourself bomb. Uh, not a four, though. But here's the thing: but and like, there is a loss of innocence involved. But not, I'm not equating it to like some of the more important stages that they'll encounter as they get towards ten and twelve and fourteen, and that I, all kids have to deal with. But at the same time, like, they're, it's, it, it takes away from their childlike nature to be swearing in a manner that an adult would. And that's why it's funny. Like that's exactly <laughs> why it's funny. Exactly. I think that's it. It's completely incongruous. And so. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you obviously don't want to protect them from the real world, but you kind of do as well, right? That's yeah. the, the well, until the, the last possible stage where you no longer have any control over. And once they're in primary school, mm. and definitely, obviously, once they're heading towards <coughs> secondary school, and as you say, they're on playing fields all around the county and coming across people from all sorts of backgrounds, they're just going <laughs> to swear, <laughs> and they will mean? swear. <laughs> well, you're going to meet people from pretty much every walk of life. People that have parents who would never swear at all from one end of the week to the other. And people, you might be friends with someone whose parents are swearing all the time, like friends of your kids. <laughs> but for the moment, I would rather he didn't develop a potty mouth at this stage. Mm. I, like I, what I'm trying to say is, like, uh, and I appreciate that I've very limited uh, experience of this yet, but like that I, if I see a kid swear, like it's different if a kid is abusing somebody, right? And like using swear words to compliment their abuse. I think that's a different thing. That's a, like, well, stop doing that. You shouldn't be speaking to people like that in terms of abusing them. Uh, but, like, if it's like a... Oh, look at this effing toy. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but if they're, if they're incredibly likely to throw an F-bomb into their description of the toy, they're equally as likely to use it when they're, like, yeah. trying to swipe uh, somebody's hand away because they're trying to rob the aforementioned mm-hmm. toy out of their, out of their grip. Like, it's not the be-all and end-all. There are far more important things when it comes to being a parent. We need the breaking news drop. Nathan Murphy has gone on and has uh, had a full investigation into the actual cost and the profit margin of the calendars. He's told that they actually only cost €4, Euro, so that's yeah, a healthy right. €6 Euro no, can, I, can I point out, on the profit I margin. Point out <clears throat> that this guy is the fucking secretary of the committee and he doesn't know what... The, like, come on, guys. Come and on. also, there is definitely cause for an investigation into embezzlement here because he has to this point has <laughs> been selling calendars at a supposed suddenly as of today he's no longer pocketing three euro for every calendar sold and he actually has to give all the money over um i imagine in my in my mind you got to the end of that conversation with your kid where you went listen you know for me that's okay but you know 
somebody else. No, you can't. You need to make your own choice. You can't frame it like that. And the child's response was, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) You can't frame it in a way that, you know, it's fine with me, but your mother or your nana or, you know, your teacher or whoever isn't oppressive. No, it has to be, you have to circle the wagons in these things. You can't have a splinter group. Ah, you can. Ah, well, what? You, You totally can. So what is the point in your wife, for example, telling your kids not to swear and then you kind of standing behind your wife going, it's actually all right, don't worry about it. Ah, well, because there's like a, there's just a difference in opinion. It's like, that's fine. There's Are a, you yeah. and your wife on different pages? On well, we haven't had a conversation about it, but like, I mean, she managed to keep a straight face and then run out of the room and piss herself laughing. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I don't, I don't think, we haven't had a, like, uh, I don't think you want them to be as bad as I am, mm. but like, what a hypocrite. In yeah. fairness, so uh, I'm all for the uh, hypocrisy parenting for well, now. Yeah, I use words do that I would I never want my I kids do. to use, even when they're adults. <laughs> like so, yeah, 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 but I mean, just because you have a foul mouth, <laughs> exactly. there's no harm in you wishing something better for your and children. And you, you fully understand the repercussions of your foul mouth. Yeah. But, but I, don't, I suppose I'm coming from a place where I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But there's, I mean, there are people who do. In the right context. And, like, several yeah. people I know are shocked at my language. Like... And it's only after, you know, you've swore, 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 and you're, Dave, I'm actually, this isn't... I haven't returned the swearing. <laughs> it's good etiquette to return the swearing. <laughs> you must return the swearing. Otherwise, it's like, you know, I'm out here on, on a swearing ledge. And then when, when you're on the ledge... Weighed down by the weight of my own, of my own fucks. When you're on that <laughs> ledge, you're more inclined to keep edging towards the edge. Like, you're not going to reverse from it. You're like, well, I better keep saying this because... Well, I told myself down immediately and go, ooh, uh. <laughs> I read that social situation wrong. <laughs> There's a first. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on. There was some other stuff that we wanted to talk about, um, about any uh, hotel success stories, any holiday success stories, or any horror stories. We didn't get too many horror stories, to be honest, but I'm sure they're coming. Um, one of the greatest contraception, uh, forms of contraception that I ever had in my entire life was a trip to the airport one early one <coughs> Friday morning where it was like summertime, and there was a couple, and they had three children, and it put me off having kids for about five years because the kids, this is like, it was 7 a.m. So it was early in the day and they were going on holidays. It was like, you know, clearly the holiday of a lifetime. The kids seemed to be going away for the first time ever. And the three of them were screaming and wild and messy. And the type of child and situation and parenting that at the time I would have been, ah, <laughs> look at this, that's pretty shitty parenting from them. <laughs> Whereas now I'd be like, oh my God, I wonder, could I go over and help there? Is there anything I can do? I, I'm really glad that's not me. Uh, there was definitely like a I will never go on holidays on a plane with my kids and you know I'd say that it's not the worst idea to stay trying to stay away from planes mm. We've only, I've only done it once we went to a wedding when Con was uh, young enough that he wasn't sort of roaming around the place that I can't I don't think he was walking I think he might have been like six months old um, it was in Portugal it was horrific like it was I mean in hindsight now with two I'd be thinking that we could have handled well, that way How better. is it horrific with one kid who was not mobile? I know, look, I, I appreciate what you're saying. Maybe it's such happy, happy, free times. <laughs> yeah. You but didn't you see, even know. It should have been the time of your life. I know that, I know that. But you're only saying that from a position of having two kids who are mobile and understand, well, certainly one who's very mobile, understanding that how easy you have it when you've got a tiny baby. But you don't, when you, well, that's your first child, you don't understand how easy you have it. We, anyway, we just made a bit of a, in hindsight, we did make a bit of a buzz of it. We weren't in the right, we didn't go to the right place to stay for our needs and it wasn't pleasurable. It was not a holiday. It was a trip abroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are ways and you definitely learn 
to avoid, you know, the situations that can lead to a horrendous holiday. Mm. And we've picked up a lot of lessons over the years. Like, for example, if you're walking past a toy store, make sure that one of you is the toy side of the kid as you're walking in that direction so that they can't see the contents. Hence, you avoid a tantrum because they're not being allowed to buy whatever toy they want at that mm. particular moment of time. We learned that to our cost with a trip away a couple of years ago. Right. Um, you make sure that you're fully loaded with all the snacks and yeah, toys snacks, and yeah. DVDs and iPads and laptops and phones and all the stuff downloaded that the, mm. you can possibly put together. Distraction is absolutely key. Mm. All the time you need to be distracting them. And we, were, we went away in the summer for 10 days. And uh, towards the end of the 10 days now, we were bloody glad the holiday was coming to an end. <laughs> but generally, over the course of that week and a half, we just had a brilliant time. Right. Um, so so what's, the, like, what's the recommendation for your set up at the minute in terms of like we went to look we went to a it was like a golf course <laughs> it was not a good idea uh, like what do you do when you've got a couple of young kids well just, there needs to be a pool there needs to be a beach if at all possible there's a kids club of some description and a playground you, you yeah, like oh, a playground as well always have a playground right. um, the first Sunday when you're in a playground and you're like there's lots of people here who are kind of my age and my situation <sighs> that's why life now one this genius thing that we had, <clears throat> this is possibly illegal, but uh, we had, like, when I say possibly, I mean definitely, <clears throat> we had about 15 to 20 movies, their favourite movies, on a USB stick. Oh, oh yeah. And we literally just plugged the stick into the back of the TV in the, in the room in the bungalow we were staying in. No jury in the world would convict you, Dave. <laughs> no true. What were you doing? <laughs> going holiday with kids. Ah, oh, okay, that's fine. Charity in that instance is completely legitimate. I would assume my... Um, Barrister will have picked a jury laced with people who have kids of that age, so yeah. they will never convict me. <laughs> um, and that actually just was whenever you have to go somewhere, something has to be packed or a meal has to be cooked, throw whatever movie it is they want on, give them a Capri Sun, let them at it. Also, give them whatever they want on the holiday. Now, you are sowing the seeds of disaster on your return <laughs> because then they expect the status sugar. quo to, mm. <laughs> to remain when you do get home and suddenly when bottles and sugar and chocolate and movies on demand and all that good, sort of good stuff uh, is withdrawn uh, cold turkey well there's going to be a little bit of a fallout but you ride that out after a couple uh, of days we've had kids get sick basically every time we've gone away like and have these kind of massive temperatures uh, the, the first time we ever went away like we just went to um, a hotel in Wicklow around like it was Easter time it was a few days I'm like oh yeah we'll try this and of course the sickness happened like at half ten at night when all the nearest pharmacy was like 40 kilometres away in a taxi instead of just knocking down to reception and saying could you please ask anybody in the hotel if they might have some <coughs> Calpol slash uh, ibuprofen or whatever it was but then um, so we've been we've been in a Spanish hospital I can't even remember what that was for it might have been for inhalers um, we've been uh, there was go somewhere we were, like, where you know to go to a hospital, a 24 like, hour doctor surgery <coughs> or hospital within a 5 minute walk well, the that difference, helps the difference is sorry the, the third one didn't go to hospital because it was the third one where like, this will be fine <laughs> just lash you're probably in late you probably had a bag full of Neurofen and Calpol at the time exactly like, so never leave without all of that because yeah, 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 that, yeah. that makes a massive difference as well and just you have to be you have to kind of develop an ability just to roll with the punches as well. People get uptight about these little things, but there's absolutely no point. We went down to Dingle for a week in the summer. One of my mates was getting married. Dingle is not Malaga. Like, it rained for pretty much the entire week. Mm. 
um, the facilities in Dingo when it's wet are not what they are when it's sunny elsewhere. Mm. And it was a disaster of a week, really. Imagine an awful lot of ways. We did, but like that, that only lasts forever. You can only do that every so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to pick the right place to go as well. You can get unlucky with the weather, but the more if you go on a couple of holidays, you will learn a huge amount to make the next one much easier. Now I do have friends that just refuse to go anywhere near an airport until their kids are like six, because they just don't have to deal with it. But yeah, I, so um, you can buy the fast thing for like fifteen quid. Um, fast, fast track, yeah, yeah totally. Worth but the it. flight yeah. is tough when neither of them decide to sleep or they decide not to sleep yeah, on the flight. So you're dealing with them for in that confined space, particularly if you've got, say, an 18-month to 2-year-old who all uh, our fellow wanted to do was literally just run up and down the gangway for the entire length of the flight. I mean, I, I kind of think let them, let them away. Oh, let yeah, you do, but the do problem is, like, plane lurches in any sort of a oh. direction. Next of all, you've got, like, a split forehead, and yeah. then there's issues, and you'll be asked why the child was not restrained when the fastened seatbelt sign was on. We did go on a medium-haul flight, this summer, actually, now I think about it. And on the way out, he was totally fine. He was, whatever he was, 18 months, maybe. That's not like a long, long haul. That's a long haul. 12, 12 hours? Yeah, that's long, long haul. haul. <laughs> right, wow. long haul, yeah. Was it, yeah, it was about that, yeah. That's madness. Maybe a little bit less. Um, on the way out, great, great child, sort of conked out, happy days, everyone's happy. On the way back was a tur- an absolute terror and was wailing. And it was like... Whatever time we took off, it was like one o'clock over there to come back. So when people get on the flight, they're going to sleep pretty much straight yeah. away. And he was wailing. Yeah. And like, actually, it reminds me a little bit of Nathan's experience the other week with the woman who was telling him that his child was uh, hungry. We'd like a very helpful air uh, host, whatever, whatever, whatever the correct term is, a steward, uh, who was, to be fair, a well-intentioned, lovely woman who had her own kids and was obviously had expertise in the area. But, like, doesn't know our child, so he's, like, obviously telling you, oh, well, this is what you need to do, or this is what's wrong. And you're like, yeah, yeah, fucking leave us alone. We understand the child is wailing. We're trying to make him stop. You feel so bad for the but, people who were seated around you. Oh, like, sure, they destroyed their flight. Whatever number of people on the <coughs> flight are going are having that, well, these are really bad parents. But you do, you make your, you make your ease with that. Like, for the listener, the, the pod subscriber that contacted us, we should... You know, I'll put, I'm happy to put a list together from my own experiences. If you're going abroad, <clears throat> not 12 hours away. I'm talking <laughs> three and a half. Spain, months. Italy, yeah. Portugal. Yeah, really, that's it. Maybe the south of France. Um, there's a you know there's a list of what the stuff that you absolutely mm. have to bring, These and the rules have to be relaxed for the week th- that you're away. I love. I, I have to say, I love your general approach to the rules. <laughs> the rules <laughs> seem like quite. I imagine somewhere in your house you've got like a little book of rules where it's like hang on a second I'm, I need to consult the rules <laughs> it's not it is it's not a heavily regimented militarised existence that my children lead yeah. but you know there, there are rules around TV there are rules yeah. around screens yeah um, what point do you introduce the rules like in the last two uh, weeks. Hang on, hang on a second. You arbitrarily decide them on a case-by-case basis. <laughs> <laughs> they're, and they're prone to change if I change my fucking mind. <laughs> well, we had to put a uh, 6 p.m. rule on screens oh, in place. Right, okay. Because it got to the point where they were <clears throat> eating their breakfast, lunch and dinner in front of a screen. Mm. And I was thinking, this is just not good for anybody. Mm. This does not do their development, their long-term health, any good. And yeah, bar a couple of days of resistance, it's incredible how quickly they form a habit. Yeah. And 
the uh, it's a six pm to seven thirty screen rule, and by and all, all screens bar the TV screen have been reeled out as well. Yeah, <coughs> if they want to watch something on the iPad, you Chromecast it, and the TV shut down at seven thirty every night, no matter what the circumstances are, and it, they take to it really quickly. But yeah. if you're on holidays. You yeah. give them the TV That's if fine. and when they want it. Because the chances are yeah, yeah, you yeah, need yeah, the TV yeah, yeah. to get some stuff done. Like the amount of time it takes to pack a bag for the beach that day, to get the sandwiches together, uh, to get everything. It takes ages. Oh, yeah. And if they're hanging out of you when you're trying to do it, no one's going to get anywhere. Tempers will fray. And pretty soon you'll start thinking this is the worst holiday of it's, all time. It's true. You get up at 9 o'clock on your holidays because it's a bit later and you get to the beach by 12 o'clock. You're like, that was <laughs> successful. Yeah. It's now time for another meal. <laughs> <laughs> We've got about an hour and a half here before it's time to go because it's actually too hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get back and you have to sit inside for three hours because it's too oh, God, and there's the yeah. two year old eating his fourth mouthful of sand <laughs> it's going to be an awkward dump for him in the morning <laughs> it's not the worst thing he's eaten on this holiday uh, Jonathan O'Connell uh, on Twitter says success story this year this is mad we took our three nine seven and one to Boston plenty to do there for kids at modest cost renting an apartment is the key hotels are the enemy especially as most won't allow five in a room hashtag dadcast um we, we've, the only time we've had a, a good hotel experience is when you get interlocking rooms where you can kind of close them. Never sleep in the same room as your kids. Like, that is just, you're just, if you go on holidays and do that, you're just asking for trouble. No one has any privacy. Every little toss and turn that your kids make, every little yelp, every movement, you're woken up. You might as well just be like lying on the floor in the bloody living room. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a holiday at all. But definitely self catering uh, in an apartment or yeah. um, anything is like, mm. it's harder to find. It's like a lot of searching on the internet to see, is this place actually as good as it says? Are those pictures real? Are the reviews not just his mates going, this is amazing, when you get there, they're just mm. going to take your money? Because there's a fair bit of that that goes on, obviously. And uh, you're not arriving at a hotel that's built that you can look at the TripAdvisor stuff at, but definitely way more rewarding when you get there and you're like, oh, a kitchen and a fridge that I have like full access to and I can go and yeah. spend 20 quid in the supermarket around the corner and we're stocked for everything that we need that um, might make a difference. Uh, have you ever gone camping? Uh, Graham O'Keefe says camping in France is amazing. Not cheap though. Ten nights only. You'd need Ronaldo-esque fitness levels to survive two weeks with young kids. Um, camping is something that uh, friends and family have done and have raved about. But then I'm a bit like, I don't know about this. As in an like actual a, tent? No, it, like so. It's a mobile home. Mobile home in France. So that's not really camping, <clears> is it? But it's called camping. They're called camps. Like We were at a camp in the summer, but it was a bungalow. Exactly, yeah, exactly the same thing. Yeah. It was a that's solid structure. Not, that's not... We, n- we did not call it camping. <laughs> but it's called a camp, isn't it? Uh, well, I guess it's a camp in that there are temporary structures there. Does that make it a camp? Yes, this is exactly what we're talking okay, about. Okay, right. But uh, the structure we're in was a permanent structure. We're splitting hairs here. We but are! You are! <laughs> but whether well, it's Dave's, a mobile Dave's home... don't sleep in the same room as your children would not survive... A tent. Let's Not a tent. It. No, no, no whether, tent. Whether it's a mobile home or it's a bungalow, exactly whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That definitely works. As long as there's an extra room for them and they've got somewhere where they can run around, which is not really uh, the sort of thing you find in a hotel. You came back raving about the... Um... Yeah, we went to Bella Italia in Lake Garda and we just couldn't speak highly enough of it. It's an amazing place. Full of swim pools, full of water slides, children's camps... Uh, bouncy castle centre. You can head down to the lake. You can head into the town. Everything's within walking distance. Right. There are three or four restaurants in the on the campsite. There are three or four bars. You can get takeaway. This, that, and the other. Like everything is there. Plus, there's a garden in front of the bungalow, and you can keep one eye on them and one eye on your beer as they like roam and 
just knock themselves out, make themselves as tired as possible by the time you get to the evening time and everyone sleeps right. great and it's just, it is the way Expensive. the way to do it. I have a hotel story involving myself as a kid. Family brought away. There was only two of us at the time, so my sister I don't think had arrived on the scene at that point. And with the youngest. This is your happiest time of life. At one stage I was basically wandering around the bar in my pajamas asking everybody were they my parents. Oh, Jesus <laughs> that is not what you want to happen on your holiday. And what happened? Why we had, how, did you, how come you didn't recognize I've managed to just stray, open the door and off I went. You're thrilled you're telling this story. Yeah. Thrilled. There was no fault on my parents. Oh, this, I'd say I was four. Yeah, all right. There was no fault attached to my parents. This was just me being a kid and managing to like make that an out. escape. Oh, I, and found, I found my two-year-old working the key finally. He like had the key in the door the other day in the front door, and like he's a runner. So oh, you get a latch on that door. That's a, a take the key out top of the door. You take the key out. Lock you it. Put the key away. You lock it. He comes along, gets the key, and now can unlock it. Yeah, put it he's in got it. that. It's put like it. the Velociraptor in the first Jurassic Park. <laughs> get a code. Put it in a coded uh, safe. Something I don't know. Out of reach. What? Put it somewhere out of reach. What if there's what? a fire and you have to get out? That's what was the code? Was it your mother's birthday or was it mine? One, two, three, four. We I had door opening <laughs> issues and we got a, a latch on the, the top. At the top. Oh, yeah, good call. So they need a the, the tallest stool in the house to get there. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's not. Plus, a, means you never have to actually that's lock just a new the door. Challenge. Don't have to lock the door. It's, oh, it's yeah, there, okay. ready to ready to rock. Um. Uh, okay. You're, that's your end of your stories. We that's believe. the end Camping of is the right yes. thing to do. Camping definitely way Fair to go. To take, for taking your kids to Boston, that's unbelievably brave. And then the last one that I just wanted to uh, bring up was uh, Colm Kilroy tweeted us and tweeted you, Dave. Try to get through this one without shedding a few tears. It was the Late Late show, Toy Show. You were away. Did you feel any guilt so, at the Philadelphia to round that all off? It was like the best trip of your life. No, like, no, in fairness, like, my, my wife was amazing. I did get the sense that, you know, the uh, edges were starting to fray towards the end <laughs> like my last whatsapp video call was made in the lobby of the hotel about half an hour before we got on the bus to the airport to fly home and at that stage my return was timely right but up before that everything seemed to be going great the, the lads were as good as gold and um i didn't feel guilty at all like why would you you know did you miss them oh yeah definitely <clears throat> particularly once you last you start to learn that they are missing you mm. you know Party wants them to really miss you, but the other party don't doesn't want them to be upset while you're away. No. And, um, one don't morning, tell me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're great. They're great for them. Not well, I did, up at all. Was told that one morning on the way to school, I was at, they were Nicky was asked when they, when is he home, and because I really miss him, or will oh. will Daddy be in the house when I wake up tomorrow morning? Those kind of questions. Oh. So they're kind of hard to hear, but uh, I was having a really Nice Good time. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to have this craft beer. Mm, Bothered me for about 30 seconds and then I was going to enjoy myself. Um, so look, you, had you had a bit of a cry as well when you were ah, like on the plane on the way over. Just it's like the weekly McIntyre cry update. You know, talking about there, but like real smugly about all the lessons we've learned and various holidays we've brought, gone on. I'm not learning my lessons on the content that I'm viewing on, on flights. <laughs> I watched About Time. Have you? He hasn't seen it. Have you seen no, it? No, no. Rachel McAdams and... Uh, Donald Gleeson and a bit, it involves time travel. It's a bit fantastical, but somebody dies. He's dead. No, the dad is oh. uh, on his. You know, he's on. He's oh. heading into his final days. He's suffering from cancer, and uh, <laughs> I'm going. Why did I watch this? Here we go again. <laughs> and your eyes start welling up. No, all the, all the like grizzled GA <laughs> sitting around going on. 
Dave is off again. <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely the wrong thing, the wrong thing to, thing to watch. But uh, you were you were crying during oh, the toy yeah, show. Oh yeah, like I, I, a you'd want to have a heart of stone not to have cried during the uh, toy show. I was hundred percent bawling, but uh, I did then. And I thought, oh, oh, it's an isolated thing. It was a pretty bloody like heart rendering story. Heart rendering story anyway. Uh, and then I was watching I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here the other night and I also started crying and I was like oh this is bullshit this is bullshit um, they were reading letters they got letters from home alright and like Harry Redknapp had Sandra was on to him and she was like oh Harry I really miss you you know you're the light of my life I'm like oh Sandra don't do it to me too much um, these people none of whom none of the others whom I know at all were reading letters from home and I was like like a child. Yeah, I cried on the All way home as well. Uh, I was just a general sort of... You cried of a celebrity... No, I cried on the, on the way over to Philly. On, oh. the, on the way home. Well. Again, just a movie. All right. Okay. Like, it was called, this one was called The Judge. <laughs> Paul Newman and Robert Downey Jr. And uh, uh, at, the very, <laughs> at the very start of the movie, the, uh, the judge's wife has just passed away. And, like, he's talking about, like, how much she meant to him. And I'm just going... Oh my God! Here we go again. Like you're not even at that point. At the very start of the movie, you're not even engaged in the characters or like have any emotion. Like, oh, it's just right much. there under the surface, and it'll just rear its ugly head at the well. I hope this shortest isn't for me, of notice. This isn't the start of something because you know. it is you, this your first experience of it, and it's just owing, only going to get worse. It's, especially now that you've got a baby girl in the house. I found it. I found. Uh, I found. So it was just me and my wife there, and I found it. Embar- I was embarrassed. By the fact that I was crying. You shouldn't be. But it was, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And like, well, why am I crying? You're just in touch with your emotions. Yeah, here's the thing. It doesn't, no it harm doesn't in that. actually matter. Do you just start sobbing and like... No, I don't allow it to degenerate into sobbing. Like, <laughs> because who knows what it means then. At that point, you're like, everything else that you want to have a good cry about, you're like, I'm, I have the cover of this film to allow me to go, it's just the film, whereas actually it's the rest of my it life. It all comes out then. was like, no. <laughs> no, the eyes well up. Like the so eyes are full actually, of tears. You're not, you're not sort of. But like, I don't. Gyrating in the seat. I'm, I don't allow it to, to even get to the point where like the tears are running down my face. Like right, I, right. I kind of grab a tissue and dry my eyes. And if and somebody spoke to you though, it would be the like that's the waterworks. <laughs> it's like, Dave, are you all right? They've <laughs> 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 only just got to know each other. <laughs> you see, you're not really upset. Like, you're not actually yeah, upset. That's true, yeah. You're just sad in that one moment. Yeah. But clearly, like, you need to release something. Something is happening. Like, your body's going, here, come on, let's get rid of this. Come on. Come well, it's on. just, no, Let it's it just Let a heightened out. sense of your empathy. Your body's rubbing your back and saying, come sense on. Of empathy. That Sorry. most parents feel because Sorry. you're now responsible for the very well-being of another person. That makes total sense. So, like, there was, when you were just looking after yourself or maybe your missus, like, you didn't really need to have a huge amount of compassion and empathy for other people. <laughs> Plus, you don't really understand what other people are going through. Now you understand, like you said, you see the mother who's desperately trying to fend off three of her kids who have just gone wild. <laughs> you would have absolutely no sympathy or no. compassion or empathy for that situation like, oh, in the past. Now you look at them and go, I feel so sorry for that person. I wish there was something I could do to help them. On that note, one last. We're going to leave you with this. Owen Casey uh, tweeted in to say, Loving the pod, lads. Got home today and the wife is fuming. She was in Dundrum with her three-month-old girl and she's crying. Somehow a wagon comes up. Oh, she must be hungry. Mm-mm. The missus probably told her to F off in her head only, sadly. Good to know it's not just us who gets this treatment. It turns out everybody gets this treatment. But, I mean, they mean well. They mean well the... The Owen, was it? 
Yeah. The phrase is fuck off, Owen. Feel, <laughs> feel free to say it. It's fine. I, I was tweeted during the week a photo of a guy uh, in a car park, and he had taken a photo of somebody parked in a child parent space. Oh, yeah, it was a motorbike. A motorbike. It yeah, was a motorbike. Our, <laughs> Stephen Curran says, our soul of the week goes to this guy. Is this a joke? And there's a there's an actual motorbike parked in the child parent place. Now, for me, that should be an arrestable offence. The yeah. cops should be called, and they should be waiting for him when he comes out of the store. It's only this was a visual medium, and we could have planned this and showed it to you. I mean, who knew? Unless yeah. it's some sort of a medical emergency or something, and this is a, I mean, yeah, potentially not. Unlikely. I mean, there's a possibility that the kid is on the back of the motorbike. But in that case, do you call the cops no, anyway? I think you do. It could be one of those, you know, uh, blood transfusion service motorbikes, yeah, and like no, the, the the rider of the bike is actually in the store, um, going through a blood transfusion yeah, as go. we speak. But unlikely, I would have thought. Episode eleven is in the books. Thanks very much for uh, being part of this. You can obviously subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Apparently, it's tricky enough on Podcast Republic, so um, maybe move over to. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're also on Audio Boom and um, the podcast app on Apple, which used to be iTunes, but now is. Something else that I can't keep up with because, you know, I've got nappy brain. Uh, you can also get us on uh, the website and you can subscribe to our Facebook page and we're on Twitter as well, at DadCastPod. Just use the hashtag DadCast to uh, get your complaints and you can email anything that you want us to talk about, DadCast at OffTheMall.com. We'll see you next week. Good luck.